Ridley Scott's cult classic from mm. 1982. Mm. Um, pretty good year. I mean, pretty good uh, few years for film around there. I, I mean, that's. I, I guess I quite like lately 1970 to like 85. I, I think 85 yeah, is the cutoff because Brazil was 85. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, when was the first? When did the first Terminator come out? Maybe 84. Yeah, that maybe? was sick. Yeah, Terminator's cool. We, I think that's on the list. Oh, brilliant. But, but anyways... <laughs> Ridley Scott, uh-huh. right? Yep, yeah. that's correct. Um, a- a- known for Alien as well. It's, isn't he the director of the Alien franchise as well? No. <laughs> no? Maybe, yes. <laughs> I thought that was... James Cameron? No, you're right, I think. I was thinking of um, Scanner Darkly. Right, that's... I don't know who that's by. It's Ridley Scott. Is it? That's another Philip K. Dick um, book. Oh, that's what's confusing me, sorry. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Alien. Ridley Scott did Alien, Blade Runner. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'm retarded. So he did Gladiator as well. Thelma and Louise. Black Hawk Down. All right, so (laughs) interesting history. Yeah, he's got... uh, Then they're all... Yeah, 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 go on. (laughs) Um... Okay, so yeah, we're 1982, and um, I just read, so they had a $30 million budget, um, and that it, seems quite it only small, made right? 32, um, yeah, I In guess for a blockbuster around that yeah. time, yeah, but um, it, it only, certainly ex- only made 32 at the box office, so... Um, oh, really? Yeah, so it just so it broke even? Lot, yeah, um, oh. but then it became a... Co- I'm sure they made a lot more, de- like, video sales afterwards, because it... Oh, it would have definitely made its money back, yeah, 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 I think that... Um, it, it must have. I think maybe it was too neo noir. Yeah, it certainly was noir. Yeah, yeah, before, yeah. And so people were kind of like, "Oh, it's it's dark." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. I think, but I also think that it must have. It's become like culturally important as well because you have like Blade Runner twenty forty seven or twenty forty six or whatever. So they must have forty nine. Forty nine. So there must have been um, something pulling it back in. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just like a formalized nostalgia. Yeah. Like people aren't making anything good anymore. Like, I no, don't know. no, no, no. Well, I think it, it is like obviously like sci-fi books have expo- explored the similar topics, you know, many years before. But it is, I guess, it's one of the like most well-rounded films and being like a kind of popular, you know, almost a family film. Um, it's it's one of the most well-rounded ones to explore the main issues of like what it is to be human and all that stuff and like where where do we draw the line on um, yeah. like ethics and human rights and stuff like that. Yeah, um, which is sort of like the I guess the main questions raised, I think intended by Philip originally in his writing. Like yeah, I would, uh, I would certainly do that at least um, one. Do Androids do uh, Androids yeah. do relationship? I have yeah. Uh, I think that you're right. I think it's a bit... There's, there's certainly some differences, but I think that that's uh, definitely an um, an inference you can draw from both of the two. Like, I think I think also you have... Like, it's a very um, almost biblical film to a certain degree as well. Like uh, Roy Batty. I can't remember what the actor's name is, but the guy who plays Roy Batty. Yeah. Um, you know, his quest is constantly like, I want to meet my creator to ask why I have to die. He's one of the best characters. Oh yeah, like, I mean, I think he yeah. is in Twenty Forty Nine as well. Well, the character, he might be, yeah. I think the same actor. He might. I he certainly might. Be. I think he died only like last year or something. 
Damn. Yeah, yeah. But I think he was quite old. Like, and he said, like, yeah. Yeah, true. Um, and, you know, people love that final scene. So I think... Um, I, I heard that was all, like, ad-libbed or something as well. So that just speaks to his, like, um, ability as an actor. But, um, I mean, his whole thing, right, is just, like, I want to find the creator uh, to ask... Like, um, can I, my life be extended or can I like That's be right. free of this sort of, um, Tyrell this limit tells him no, yeah, like, he can't. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like, there's no way because if we change it, then it just causes viral infection or something like that. You know, it's always going to be, um, you know, and so instead he accepts it quite quickly and then he like, he kisses, um, Tyrell and, he and then he kills him. <laughs> I thought that was a really good scene. Like, I think that like this, just this idea that he's just like, he comes to, the revelation so quickly like it's not just like he's not despairing he's just like well fine like if so, you've made me to die i'm gonna kill you as well like we all have to die then or is it just that like the lack of empathy like because he's android like what like what's like, does so, he ha- is, is there em- no reason for killing him i think there is I, I i certainly don't think he's empathetic uh not empathetic um i certainly think he is an empathetic character i just think that his empathy remains with his people like the robots the nexus six or whatever because he, he and Priz um, are certainly, like, in love, you know, like, yeah. or whatever they consider love. You know, they, these, these robots bleed as well. You know, they're aware of their death. So it makes them more human, you know, like, you know, the thing that separates... And they feel pain. Yeah. So it seems, yeah. Yeah. The thing that separates, you know, humans from anything else, I would say, is that we, like, you know, we're cursed with knowing that we're going to die. We don't know when. You know, so we kind of have to, like, do whatever we can in that time. Well, they know when. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I would say that that makes them human. And then... But was... it's even more... Because, like, also, you know, he puts the... The the nail in his hand. Like, Jesus, like, the stigmata. Um, and he has, like, a really long scene in, like, in this scene. Yeah, well, yeah. so his main monologue... Um... He came up with, right? His memories will be lost in time like tears in rain. rain That's yeah. what he says. Yeah. So. But then Gaff. Gaff says to Deckard, it's too, it's too bad she won't live. But then again, who does? Yeah. So. I mean, we're probably getting a bit ahead of ourselves. But like, I guess. <laughs> distilling the primary message is that like. Is it, is it sort of saying that what we consider to be life uh, isn't that special or isn't as special as we might like make it out to believe yeah. by kind of cultural norms and stuff like that. I think, so. I think you're right. I think, um, or, you know, you could also look at it as, um, not in a negative way yeah, more in a positive way to be like, to be like, to not elevate ourselves above like say animals and robots and stuff like, yeah. Just... Well, I think, you know, I think the first thing is like, obviously we do, you know, we are afraid of death. If we don't say it, we're obviously creating these things that die quicker than us so that we can get some sort of enjoyment out of watching, like, other people not live as long as us, you know. So that's, that's not the, the motive like, for their creation was supposedly to No, do of course work, not, but I don't, I don't think that, like, I don't think that the reason people make things is always for the reason they make them, you know what I mean? Like, true, true. And I think, um, I think there is some sort of enjoyment in that and, like, being like, I can create these things that, for all intents and purposes, are, like, much better than people. You know, they seem to be far stronger Mm. like um, they're super agile as well you know like the scene where Pris is doing like hand, like flips and stuff like <laughs> um, but I think I think also you know it's like who you know then again 
who really does live it's like this is like life right it's like the constant like am i living is the question that lets you know that you're living you know what i mean like, yeah instead of having to like come to terms with like why am i living it's more just like you're just doing stuff you know yeah, what i mean yeah. it's like uh yeah well, it's, kind and of, it's, I guess, kind of it's like um well, yeah life is what you're doing yeah and on that on a similar note i guess it's like maybe it wasn't even an intended message by ridley or philip but um just that like if it's a thing that you can interact with then you might as well consider it life. Like, mm-hmm. as often we'll break the definition down and be like, does it self-replicate or, you know, yeah. does it um, yeah. reproduce? Yeah. Uh, or Get, like, like, analytical is with it, it. Is it um, carbon-based? Stuff like that. Yeah, Whereas, yeah, exactly. like, it, you know, if it's capable of some sort of, like, information receiving and then responding to mm. that information in a like semi-cognitive way yeah then and you could like, just consider it life um, like you know well we consider trees life yeah 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 you know? yeah well yeah exactly i think the difference between like a living thing and a person you know what i mean like there's the difference between being alive and living a life you know what i mean yes so like of course yeah we consider all living things to be alive but like not in the same way that you would consider a person to be alive like you know, it's like people like constantly sort of making sense of their lives, right? It's like, oh, that's no life to live or this is a good life to live. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's the things that you do, you know, like a tree, although it is alive, is just, you know, looking to get more sun and more water and stuff, you know, in the eternal battle between trees in their <laughs> positioning, I guess. So, Do you think there's a bit of foreshadowing in sort of robot ethics? Like, yeah. because, yeah, yeah. you know, for example, um... You've seen the, I think there, I don't know, I can't remember if it was a real or fake video, but there's those ones where it's like the Boston Dynamics, like the dog-shaped robots and they kick People it over and stuff. And, and like, it's like, haha, you know, it's a, it's a stupid robot. And yeah. it's like, at what point, and it's kind of like people will people will extend the argument further and further where they'll say like, oh no, it's still a robot. It doesn't have feelings. Yeah. Like, yeah. until, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, at what point will it be advanced enough where it then is given human rights? Or will yeah. we just continually deny it as long as possible because then we can you know like because then we can have them do stuff for us like yeah oh yeah certainly you can have like slaves without the like you, the it seems moral like ethical implication of having a slave yeah, capitalism you know? will naturally kind of do that like yeah, people think, looking to profit you know they're I not think, gonna you're right. yeah, have I to think, spend I, money on rights i and, certainly think you're right and i think um an even more interesting thing is like a lot of the robotics in japan they gender the robots to their particular jobs as well, you know, so if it's like a receptionist robot, it's going to look like a woman. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, if it's like a factory worker robot, it looks like a man. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. like, it sort of makes sense. Like, it might not be that they're making... The, they're certainly making the women robots gendered because, like, why would you have, like, a, the body of a woman on a robot? Like, there's no point. You could just have a robot. Yeah. yeah. But, um... Like it makes more sense in the factory worker thing because, like, obviously you'd have to have like a really big robot, and that would kind of look like a buff dude. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. that sort of makes more sense. Um, yeah. Whereas, like the receptionist one is like, well, that's obviously a gendered thing, right? But, but I think um, on the topic of like the Boston Dynamics thing, what was the robot? Was it Curiosity or something? The Mars one that like just sort of like cycled out of its ba- batteries yeah. and it yeah. was like updating on the internet. Yeah, people were really sad about that. Yeah. They were really sad. Like, I, I was talking to someone who said they cried when they found out that the rover wouldn't be able to make it back or something. I was like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> like, it's sad. It's quite sad because you're not actually thinking 
I feel like they're not thinking, oh, that's a sad robot. They're thinking, if I was in that situation, I would be sad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, but think it is just as smart as, like, a dog in different ways. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, in some ways smarter, like, you know, and some, some people would be, would disagree with that mm. vehemently, but, like, so, and you would be sad, you know, it would be considered oh. normal to be sad if it were a dog that was oh, yeah, living yeah, on yeah, Mars yeah, and, like, foraging around Well, for they us. had that, um, that famous Russian space dog, Laika, Laika, SD Laika. Yeah. Yeah, people were sad about that, you know, but they sent hella animals into space, so I was just like, we'll see what happens, you know. So, I think it's justified to be sad about the rover. I think it is. I think it is, but I think it's interesting still. Like, it strikes me as odd. It strikes me as odd that in the Boston Dynamics thing... People would willing, willingly show the abuse. They just like kick it, or, like chip it, it up, or whatever. Or not, but I think, I think, think it is. It I've was. seen the same thing. I think, and right. it makes sense that they would show it because it's like, look at the capabilities of it. It can like, even if its legs are swept from under it, it can like reposition itself. So it's quite a sophisticated right. piece of robot uh, yeah. uh, robotics. Um, but people watch it and they're just like, oh, you're kicking this thing. Because it looks like was, an animal. I, maybe there was a real one and then a parody one where they like fucked it up even more and they were hitting it with bats and stuff or something. There might be, yeah, because. Um, and they have different ones as well. They have like the the sort of like um, quadrupedal and the bipedal one. So yeah. there's like an animal one and a person one kind of. I, but I do remember my initial reaction was like, it was one of sympathy. I was like, oh, like yeah, abuse, yeah, yeah. even though it's like, oh, you know, yeah. just metal and hydraulics and, and electronics. Well, yeah. Like, but what they're doing is malicious, you know, like, although they're having, they're showing you like, look at the capabilities. It's still just like, stop kicking it. Like, But there's an interesting spectrum to that because like, if it was a car, you wouldn't get like Top Gear. They destroy like cars yeah. and shit all the time. You're yeah. like, haha, awesome! Like explosions. But yeah. then, like, as soon as it has the shape of a human body or animal, yeah. it's like, ah, oh, sad. So, where, where, at what point is the shape sad? Well, I guess, I guess your your emotional reaction would scale to the shape. So if it's like, certainly, yeah, you know, kind of an ugly blob with arms, sort of, you might be like a yeah. bit less sad. But then, like. So the more, you know, the, I, the, that makes sense that the more human it looks. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think it goes back to, like, the uncanny valley, right? Like, yeah. You know, you get, like, to a point where you're like, this is really cute, and then it gets a little bit too human, you're like, ah, oh, horrible, and then it, gets, <laughs> it goes back again, and you're, like, into it, you know? It's like... Uh, the, oh, so you get past the uncanny valley? You can, yeah, valley, but there is... The, the valley is, like... Like, um, Blade Runner quality replicants? When you get yeah, they would because for all intents and purposes, they're people. Yeah, like, they look like... If anything, they're perfect people. You, you know, a, they look like... They're beautiful, tests. they look cool, they're buff, yeah. like... Um, yeah, the te- like the Turing test or whatever it is. The um, von Camp. Yeah, test yeah, yeah. Voigt Camp. Yeah. I think. Um, but it's the same as like Turing test, right? It's the same thing as like doing that thing where it's like, are you a computer? Am I a computer? You know that thing? Yeah. Yeah. There's an interesting game called like, um, I need to scream, but I have no mouth or something like that. And that's just like a computer game where you just you're literally doing the Turing test with a robot, and it's your job to figure out if it's a robot or not because it like leads you to believe that you're just talking to someone else online. Oh, that's yeah. cool. It's quite interesting, yeah. Um, and I think that comes back to the like the consciousness consciousness in the robot. But um, I think I think I think the thing with the Uncanny Valley is like if you get to a point where you start showing um, like a person shaped thing or an animal shaped thing or whatever that reminds you of death or sick bodies that's when it gets scary so if you have like for all intents and purposes like a a person's face but then when it talks like it does something weird like the mouth doesn't match up with the sound or the sounds that's scary because it's just yeah sure you know it's like uh freud talks about in the uncanny he's like uh, things like um epilepsy or like schizophrenia are terrifying to people because they're like oh this thing is like uh 
short circuiting. Like it shows you for not just a person, you're some, you're like you're sort of like susceptible to like human circuitry or whatever as well. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, that's why is that happening? And people don't know why um, epilepsy happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. But they know it happens. Yeah. <laughs> There's tons of epileptics that could attest. You surely you know as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you, if you see an epileptic fit, you're just like what's happening like yeah you know like, yeah for sure like, and that's terrifying because you realize you're like oh, what like what's the deal here like is that gonna happen to me as well because i'm sure epileptics well in the case obviously don't know they're epileptic you know yeah right and then you just have an epileptic feeling it's like fuck like but and what part of your brain you know and we get we get it all the time as well you know when you turn on your ps4 it's like i photosensitive epilepsy beware or whatever yeah it's like a warning and that's been happening since the day i've had like playstation 2 or playstation 1 or whatever Um, sony were on tour with it some things aren't as good but yeah like they've always had the warning yeah 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 yeah. oh yeah but like um you know it as a thing and yet you never experience it like i was in um shibuya in japan and it was and it was nighttime and it's all like alleyways with just like neon lights or everything's flashing. It's oh, like yeah. crazy sounds, like bars all across, like sort of hole in the wall sort of buildings everywhere. And I, that's the time where I was just like, if you came here, you would find out if you're epileptic or not. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like It's, it's funny because as soon as I found out that my partner had epilepsy, I became more sensitive to flashing lights. Like even you're though I, It makes sense. Yeah, like but not even when, when she's not around, like... I'm like well, you now, saw, you saw what happened. That could yeah, happen to you, maybe. I guess, yeah. But um, I have a yeah, like, and now I have a huge aversion to like modern films where they use a fuck ton of flashing lights, and it's yeah. like, oh, so the movie's that boring that you just need to like stimulate the shit out of people. Yeah, yeah, visual that's true. Cortex. I think, um, yeah, yeah. So certainly, there's, there's it's like, like and there's, you now I notice it's good because it's I notice it in in films now where they're like. Well, like someone, like the, someone on the production team has been like, "Well, this is a pretty long, boring scene, so let's put a shit ton of flashing lights yeah. in here." Like, especially in the intro credits and yeah, stuff like that. And yeah, it's like, there are. It's really heavy-handed on certain Netflix. Oh, like, yeah, action yeah, films. yeah, 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 yeah. I would totally agree with that. I think there are exceptions where it's still like I think like Nicholas Winding Raffin sort of movies like. Yeah, it's still it's still uh, a like valid Gaspar technique. Noah and but stuff when, like that, when yeah. it's in like every scene, it's yeah, like, then oh, it's damn. just like um, fatiguing. You know, there's no reason for it. It's just a thing now. Um, but yeah, so we've, we've kind of come a bit far afield. No, well, well, think about like Blade Runner, like that's a compliment to it because there's not many flashing lights used in it, even though they could have because there's a lot of mm, dark yeah, yeah, yeah. areas with well, like neon lights. I think that's, yeah, I think you're, I think that is an interesting thing to talk about. Um, so this is 2019, I think this is set in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in Los Angeles. Um, um, later versions, I think I read, was it this or something else where they, they pushed the date back? Oh, did they? Really? I think we were talking about that and That's it's it. funny how like, they're like, oh shit, like, this is we're nowhere near there yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I think that's very interesting. I think that's the difference between like, um, I was talking to someone about the other day, I can't remember who, talking about like the difference between like these sort of science fiction films and contemporary ones like, uh, Spike Jones's Her. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. It's, it's a nice film to watch. It's quite like uh, quite beautiful. All the colors are quite nice. It's a, you know, it's sort of like a, a ponderous film about you know one man's relationship. And the strange thing about her is like this guy kind of works to um, sort of fill in the blanks, affectively or emotionally or whatever, between other people's relationships. You know, his job is to like write 
gift cards or birthday cards or whatever, but he's missing that in his own life. Mm, yeah. Um, and everyone sort of, the film, everyone seems quite distant and like there's so much space and although everything looks quite inviting, no one seems to ever participate in anything. Whereas something like this, although it's quite foreboding, like, you know, if I don't know if you saw the number um, on his apartment, but it was like 9,000 something. Mm. So it's big as fuck. Like the apartment blocks are tall as hell. Um, but there's tons of people constantly bumping into each other, constantly having to weave around. And I think the interesting thing about like 80s sci-fi is that they didn't really think that people were going to like insulate themselves more. It seemed like there was just going to be lots and lots of population and people would still be together, you know, yeah, in like the sort of crush of population. Style. Yeah. Um, in a way like that allows people to um, sort of live that life between um, private and public. Yeah. Whereas now the science fiction is very like um, you know, soft. It's like a hug. But it takes you away from everybody else. Like lots of science fiction now is like, oh, don't come near me. You know, yeah, yeah. You kind of see it in the coronavirus. It's very coronavirusy, you know. Yeah. Like, so it, well, if, yeah, it focuses on the isolation aspects. Yeah, that, I guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly. Whereas, like these, well, maybe we that has become like we've learnt that we fear that more. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think you're right. I think decades, like yeah, I think you're right. I think um, it's certainly like globbing on or like grasping a like, contemporary issue. yeah i guess the trend like because a lot of older sci-fi is about sort of communist dictatorship rule and stuff like that yeah. and and um now it, yeah it def- that i'd feel a change where it's it's more focused on isolation and things like that i'm trying to think of other science fiction films that have come out recently and i can't really i was gonna say um so philip set the book in 92 Oh, um, wow. The year, the year we were born. Do you, think, <laughs> do you think he thought that the world would be there? Like, so it was published in 68. Hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you think they thought that that's where we'd be at by then? I don't know, I think, about, I don't know about the flying cars. I think she but was I really taking that... off, in, like, because the space age and stuff in the 60s. Oh, yeah, so they were yeah, like, oh, yeah. we're going to the moon now. So, yeah. like, you know, that's going to be a And everyone was doing like, it, you know. In 30 like, years. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, um, but I guess they didn't think, like, um, you know, governments would defund NASA and stuff like, you know what I mean? Like, True. We probably could be there if there weren't yeah, so many yeah, wars. Yeah, yeah, Well, I mean, like, you know, in favor of maybe like another like undeclared American war that was like, nah, no money for NASA. We want to build more like Reaper drones to yeah. like bomb civilians in another country for it's oil. True, hey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's real. Yeah. It's, it's certainly, um, you know, I, I think America more than anything would put more money into their military, military industrial complex than like space. But they still have done a lot in space compared to countries like Australia. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think Australia has that one massive dish, though, right? That like I can't remember what it's called, but it's in it's well, in. Like, we have yeah, we have good satellites because yeah. we have like a clear atmosphere yeah. in Australia, and there's tons of space as well. I guess so. For the time being, yeah. I think um, that'll change maybe. Well, yeah, because Elon Musk is gonna do his like million sa- oh, really? Starlink thing with thousands oh, yeah. of satellites yeah, and they'll yeah, like reflect yeah. the sun and yeah it means that the sky will basically be like really light polluted for like powerful telescopes yeah, I don't I'm sorry not... I said satellite before I meant telescope yeah I think. yeah I think um with something like that sounds like some evil genius bullshit like, that sounds like a Mr. Burns thing yeah or you, you cover the earth in something exactly like... <laughs> um and technology is never 
made expressly for what it's doing as well you know it's like oh yeah it's just going to be better we're going to have more light but really it could be like and also like we're watching all of you yeah like, it's like the consumer side plus the control side yeah like, yeah it always it does this plus this yeah like, it's like you don't you have, have to, to worry about to these the things. people and the government <laughs> certainly and then you and i guess like then you sort of get the other side of it which is people associating like 5g with coronavirus or something which is just as madness, as maddening, you know. It's just the other side of it, like because they're not wrong in the sense that, like, perhaps there could be danger. I don't know, but like, um, I don't think there is. Oh, five G. Five G. I don't think it's strong enough to like permeate. Yeah, um, the human body to like mutate so. any cells or whatever. Yeah. But I think that I think that those sort of anxieties just manifest in like ridiculous conspiratorial ways. But there's still anxieties about like because we know that like the things that are produced aren't just for what people tell you they are you know like- yeah, exactly so like the, the you know it's valid as as like and as unscientific as it is to think that 5g will like enable mind control and everything like that it's yeah. valid in that like we've already been shown that we like it's you're naive to just fully trust yeah yeah you know, yeah, yeah. i think it's just a country i think it's just a so even though it's scientifically pretty stupid, mm. um, it's still like I can understand people who are in that world like why they feel the way they yeah. do. I think it's true. I just think it's a misplaced anxiety. I think that they're right in yeah. worrying. I just think that they're wrong in what they're worrying about. Yeah, you know for what sure. I mean. Um, it's just a, it's just one of those manifestations of sort of like people coming to grips with like a sort of post-border nationalist sort of ideology as well. You know, it's like ah, oh. because obviously five G is manufactured in China. Nowhere else has the capability to do it. I don't know what the case is there. Well, yeah, I think yeah, I think think that it's still ongoing because, like, I think um, Huawei was building a lot of the the tower things and like a lot of the equipment for it, and then like you know America wants to build them themselves, something like that. So like, yeah, it is pretty disputed, but there's a shit ton of money in in like whoever I think whoever secures like a lot of the infrastructure and stuff yeah. like that it's like a you know trillion dollar industry or something oh, like certainly that, so. certainly like it's the internet it's faster <laughs> but yeah the, we don't yeah not we don't really need it like yeah it, you know i get that side of it as well like because i think i think i would love faster internet i think that's great yeah but we don't need 5g <laughs> to have faster internet yeah like that'll be faster mobile internet yeah. i don't even know if it will be used by like internet like we're stuck with friggin nbn trash for a while yeah yeah it's amazingly slow man especially if you've lived in another country like oh yeah yeah yeah. if if i'm uploading a video to youtube Mm. i'm not i can't use the internet for anything else while that's happening yeah yeah it's like and it's uploading like one mega certainly and like um you know if you're using the internet i'd say like 536 or something oh it gets even slower because everyone's using it as Mm. well wasn't this supposed to be like, wasn't this supposed to be remedied through the MBN? Like, why is this happening? Yeah, and mine then, got slower, like, yeah. on, on MBN. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Fast, like, 10 and, years uh, ago. you know, the same sort of, like, internet provider bullshit as well. It's like, well, if you pay an extra $20 a month, we can make it faster. <laughs> it's like, what? Why? What? Like, why do you want me to pay, like, almost $100? To get and then it never happens. They're like, well, look, on the paper, it says that you go faster. But it never works. <laughs> it never fucking does anything. Yeah, I don't know, like... Yeah. But, um, Your speed I, test will show exactly. that you can get there. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I guess we've gone a little far afield again. I like it though. No, I like uh, I like the tangents. But um, yeah, tell me, tell me, t- tell me about your experience with the film. Um, 
I'm, I, I always restrain myself because like I, I've, it's happened to me when I was younger in the past as well. Like I'll put on a movie and I'm like, oh, I don't like this for whatever stupid reason. Yeah. And I, so it's a grower. Um, even though this I've film? seen it, yeah. yeah, I've seen it maybe two times before, but it seemed to never like stick in my mind that clearly. Mm. Sometimes it just takes a few extra goes, but um, it's kind of like, cause I've started watching it maybe even two weeks ago. I, yeah, I, I kind yeah. of dabbled with it, but I didn't properly sit down and you didn't just watch the book? it start to finish. You didn't finish, I didn't the, finish book. the book. No, I, didn't finish I just, book. yeah, I had, as I was saying before, like sci-fi overload. Okay. I was, and Philip's writing, like I, I appreciate it. Mm. Um, and I want to go back to the book and his other books, mm. but like what I was getting into it and then he jumps around really quickly and like, Oh yeah. It's very so psychedelic sort of, and, yeah, way of writing. I, yeah, yeah. It's so, um, yeah, because I was going to try and read the book, then watch the film, and then I was like, nah, screw this. And then I started watching the film, and then, like, I just got way too separated on it all. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean... But, well, know. coming back to, like, I think it's a very well-made film. Um, I guess just, it's a little bit, like, it's a little bit too perfect in that kind of, like, it's the perfect icon for the just the average joe to be like yeah 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 blade runner sick like if you <laughs> haven't seen it it's like yeah and Van- you could your way through like, a conversation or something I, yeah i get tired of the like especially in the kind of synth world because everyone hails vangelis vangelis yeah and um like he you know he's the god of like that kind of like it's used a lot to sell synthesizers yeah. these days. Really expensive analog. Yeah. Um, you see the same with um, where, and people will use Blade Runner like text and like Blade Runner imagery yeah. and stuff to sell. Like there's a synth that's it's like probably four thousand dollars called Deckard's Dream. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. So and I think it's maybe a recreation of the one that he supposedly used on the soundtrack. And that's so I, I get sick of that because I hate that like. That when they when sort of companies use nostalgia or overuse oh, yeah. nostalgia oh, yeah. to sell a product, that's like, to the, be like the the current cultural mode. I'd say like a formalized yeah. nostalgia that was just like because no one's coming up with new well, things. They're and like, that's the thing. Oh. And with music technology, I like to look to the new it, as much as you know. They're nice sounds at a base level, yeah. disregarding all of the like marketing. Yeah, they are nice sounds, and it's a nice soundtrack. Mm. Um, but it just gets overdone sometimes and because it, it's similar on um, the Uncut Gems soundtrack. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to bring up. One yeah, of Trick's Point Never. Yeah, he yeah. uses, you know, analog synth sounds and I stuff think, like um, that and, and the I little, was, like, pitch modulations and stuff. Someone was telling me that was kind of like um, Moog gave him, like, a really new... That, uh, yeah, it was kind of like an advertisement the, the, almost. The Moog one. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's like $8,000 Yeah, synth yeah, and that sort of was, like, what you're saying. Like, it is intended to show off how good the synth is you know it's the byproduct of the film might be i I guess it was the same with um that's why good time as well right i thought the good time soundtrack was a lot more cutting edge than uncut gems but i i liked it more Uh, the uncut gems soundtrack to me was exactly what like any kid would make if they were given that synth they Mm. would just be like oh like (laughs) let's just do this little wavy like yeah you know nostalgic 80s like synth thing and like it's you know as much as i appreciate like he, i know he's a good composer yeah and because yeah i really liked the soundtrack on good time yeah but um yeah i guess those sounds they're overused 
they're so a certainly, little bit yeah, yeah. Mac DeMarco for me sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, a good description, I think. Vibrato, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like... yeah no, I, I totally agree. I think that, um, you know... They're we... just too nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> a bit like, a like bit um, in pursuit of the perfect tone. You yeah. Know? It's like uh, there's constant like studioization of music, whereas like maybe if you... It's more like a DIY sort of like pedal thing. Exactly. Like, a lot of Some noise sort of, ugly, sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something yeah. a bit more... Yeah, that's, for example, I guess an, an example of the other end of the spectrum, um, you know, that show, The Wire, mm. um, every season they changed the intro music. It was a cover of the same song, mm. um, that Tom Waits mm. song, Yeah, but they would get, they would get a different band to do it. And one of the seasons they got like, um, kids from the local, like Baltimore high school mm. to do the soundtrack. That's cool. And you can tell by like, it's got this really like cheap kind of distorted guitar sound but mm. it's awesome like yeah. it's, it's the best one yeah um, i think and it's got like one of them's like doing the singing and stuff and it's That's just cool. a lot more kind of homegrown yeah yeah i think a lot more can happen there there's more heart well. to it I don't yeah know. yeah yeah it's certainly there's a there's the chance that something could go wrong but also go right and there's, there's exciting sort of but then on the there. same hand like or on the other hand that's just me overvaluing the kind of the false like natural and the false real and you know yeah. you could just as easily sell that like oh yeah 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 i think like. uh you made a pretty compelling advertisement just then exactly know? exactly yeah. and um, like, but so I think it's just me like idolizing you know the natural the real maybe yeah well in pursuit of the real anyways um but it's a cool soundtrack like vangelis it sounds cool you know i think um I was watching it with Eliza and she was talking about like she couldn't tell where the soundtrack ended and where like the dialogue and the in uh, like the diegetic sound of the film that started yeah. and ended. Like, yeah. Because like, oh, I was like, I think there was a scene where Deckard was chasing one of the replicants through the city like after it was like a club he was in a club and like there was like a uh, crossing and I was like, walk now, walk now. And she was like, oh, is this part of the soundtrack or is this part of the film that's cool yeah. yeah so i think i think there is like a something to be said about the soundtrack i think it is um very interesting but i i do think you're right in saying that like it's become yeah something more i guess I, something I, jaded maybe i i like more um like the thx soundtrack yeah where there's a lot of just like whirring and background rumble yeah. kind of noise where it's it's not um it's not so musical and it's more like noises and, and weird sort of sounds like that and then on the other hand of that is um the brazil soundtrack that's very orchestral and yeah. classical and it's like and it switches from like the kind of like swinging um string sounds to the brazilian samba mm. yeah um, I, I like back that and yeah. Forth. yeah um but it it actually comprises both of them later on um mm. where it has uh, yeah, really cool. But then, uh, like everyone, I think almost everyone agrees that the Brazil soundtrack is awesome because it's yeah. based on like a song written by a really famous Brazilian yeah. composer. Yeah, yeah. The, it's certainly uh, certainly interesting. Um, what do you make about like the? And they sort of gesture at it a couple of times. That it's like, oh, are these real animals? Like the 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 replicant animals they have in the film everyone's sort of always talking about like well is that real is this real how did you get a real owl? how did you get a real fish like you know what i mean i think that's pretty interesting i think uh you know it's the same with soil and green and stuff like that where it's just like oh is this real like this like this... the real meat yeah, yeah exactly like there's this this sense like 
the entire world has just been overrun by like replications of things like yeah you know like that instead of people being like why don't we have these animals they're more interested in if the animal's real or not you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. like, so instead of being like what happened to these animals why do we have to have robot animals they're just more interested in whether or not it's real you know like oh yeah because that's a huge thing in the book yeah that's uh, like yeah he, I, yeah well, even though i didn't finish the book it's all about because um he wants a real you know how he yeah. has a sheep yeah and, or he has a robot sheep yeah he but he wants a real anyone. one and he always has the and, um, um the book or whatever he's always like yeah it's really cheap right now like, <laughs> yeah yeah he wants to buy he wants his friend's horse doesn't he um, something his like neighbor's that yeah. horse, um and then he's his neighbor's like Ask some insane amount of money because he knows the real value of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like that's you know, like oh, it becomes like um, you know a signifier for wealth and a signifier for all sorts of things. You know, I remember what caused me to lose my mind, like reading the book, yeah. um, because there was there was too many connections happening with like memories and relations to. Um, <laughs> it was reminding me of this story I heard basically horrible story just beware well but, um <laughs> at uwa mm. um they in the engineering department they were trying to design a robot that would um shear sheep that already sounds scary so and i've spoken to um like like sheep shearers before about it and they're they're kind of like yeah, no, nah, it'd be really, really difficult. Not in a like, oh, fuck that way. Just yeah. like, the, because shearing a sheep, like, it's quite an involved process. Yeah, like, yeah. there's a lot of movement. Like, yeah. you, you know, oh, yeah. it's like hard to, make, to get a to robot to do it. And, and basically, like, they had a sheep in a room and supposedly, um, I think it was, like, restrained mm. and the shearing robot killed it because, like... It just went too hard. It had a three-dimensional axis with the zero point being, like, the center of the sheep and some problem in the code had called the... Oh my like god! Going to the zero point, which oh. is the center, like yeah. something like that, and they had, they had Christ. it board up the whole room, like it was bloody. Um, oh. So yeah, and <laughs> there's a connection there, Fucking I guess, because it's like sheep and robots and yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a that's a good example of uh, the it's, opposite it's, of yeah, what they're trying the, to do in Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's. Look, that's terrifying. It's like, so you, but have, like, you have your live sheep and you have your electric robot. It's like, and what yeah. do you get? You if, they're, get... if they're both outside each other, death. If they're yeah. both inside each other, immortal. Like, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you don't want your robots outside of your animals. You want the robot as the animal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't shock me. You know, I think that like, uh, when it comes to any like scientific pursuit, death is like a, a thing that seems to happen. Like, I feel like in like robotics and machinery and like all sorts of stuff like that. It's constantly like, maybe it'll die. Yeah. You know, like, uh, but I guess that's part of the sort of like, that might be the, why the imposition of like the notion of like objectivity. You're just like, I'm not outside of this. If it dies, it dies. This isn't my fault. Yeah. Certainly is your fault. You know, um, the notion of like objective science is what I would consider naive. I think it's still subjective. Like, yeah. But it's more, it's, yeah, I think the pursuit of science is just trying to, like, erase the subject. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, I think, yeah, <laughs> another tangent. But, yeah, to c- continue with your, like, talking about the film, how, what you thought? Thought of shit. No. Thought of- <laughs> um, um, okay. I'm sure there's well, people out okay, there, let's... I'm sure there's some people out there who do think it's shit. Yeah, well, that's fine. No, actually, I did, because I always do this, I specifically searched for... A bad review? Yes. <laughs> 
I love those. Um, a lot of them are incoherent, it seems. Um, I, I, because I, I found a Reddit post where it's like someone critiquing it and they had some valid points. Mm. Um, and I was, I, yeah, I was kind of trying to, cause like, I'm not liking this film. I want to, am I just missing the plot a mm. bit? Like what's, why, what am I not liking? Yeah. And so I was kind of like looking around online and, um, Someone had some things to say, I guess, mainly similar to what I was saying before about it being like a little bit maybe overproduced um, or just a little bit boring, a little bit flat, like mm. I, because they do kind of, it is very neo-noir and there's a lot of dark scenes with like weird angles and mm. stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I think it's a good film. It, it yeah. kind of stands on its own. Um I mean, but if in, the box office at the release has anything to say, it seems like lots of people didn't really like it that much. Yeah. It just barely broke even. It would probably, of the ones we've watched so far, it would it would probably rank the lowest for me. Really? Um, Below Soil and Green. That's interesting. Just in its entertainment value. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Interesting. Just, it would just... If, you know, if we were going to rewatch them all again in a year's time... Mm. It would, would be, be my one. probably my least wanted, but yeah. that's not to say that I don't like it. It's just um, it's not as good. Maybe it's maybe it's um, Han Solo. I don't know. Maybe I'm just seeing <laughs> what's his name, know. Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. I, or maybe I'm seeing the Fugitive. Like I, I do yeah. get that syndrome sometimes, where it's like when there's too many big name actors, and I just see them for the characters that they're most well known as, and it's kind of like yeah, it true. is nice when you see a film and it's just you know new completely new set of actors that you haven't seen before yeah that's true i do often like when i see the names as well i'm just like oh that's interesting i want to see how they play this part so that's it's true. the opposite yeah, yeah, yeah. um way of looking at it I just, ah. well robert duval for example yeah who's recently shot to the list of like my favorite actors yeah. he's yeah checks yeah and um He's also in The Godfather. He he does Godfather really well. Uh, oh. He's um he's the lawyer. Yeah. Um, he's in a he's in a and he's in. Is he in Brazil? Maybe. Potentially. But I didn't realize that he's had a pretty awesome career. Yeah. He's he's a quiet. But anyway, a... give me your final thoughts on oh, um, on the runner of Blades. I think. Uh, I think that thing that lingers. Uh, to this day is like is Deckard a replicant or not ah yeah that's a good uh, point yeah I think that's the thing that sticks with me the most I, I, I find this film is very watchable I think it's very but, easy to sit down and watch I, I like it I like um, I like the world that Ridley Scott has made I, I like how massive it is mm. I like um, he's sort of um, done well with the source material in terms of like showing the the upper class as just like these these gods as well, you know, like the the, the Tyrell sort of was in like a palatial Egyptian yeah. sort of yeah, like, it was very nice. Yeah, um, uh, whereas most people, you know, are on the ground eating like noodles just together. <laughs> Everyone's kind of shouting or whatever each other. No one seems to be like really listening to each other. You know, at the start, it's like oh, I want four. And it's like two. It's like four. It's like two. Like and obviously the guy can understand, but it's just like this battle. It seems, but uh, yeah, I think um, I think the thing that sticks with me the most is like is Deckard. Can't we assume that he's not because... Like, can't we assume that they had a pretty foolproof system of sending all the replicants off-world and then, like, they know who 
like they kind of know who came back, who who had the mutinies and came back. Like because for Deckard to be like a you know policeman or detective, like he would have to they would have to know his you know backstory and like yeah i mean like he's part of like a group of people called blade runners maybe they are particularly like maybe they were produced for that you know? true like uh maybe just an entirely different sort oh yeah of true well, mechanism. Isn't, isn't ryan gosling a replicant in 2049 i think so yeah i think oh, they're yeah. a lot more heavy-handed um in 2049 with the sort of like it because it becomes like a replicant uprising in 2049 um but um and, you know, like, he has a child. Like, the replicants have a child or something that's supposed to be, like, the the symbol of, like, we have people, you know, mm. in 2049. Um, I think it's he and... What was the woman's name? The the replicant woman who was working for Tyrell and then she's... In like, 2049? No, in, in this... Um, Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, that relationship, although they don't really show that much of it, I think that's, like, the real core of the film like because she's like hers and Deckard's relationship yeah yeah because yeah. you know she comes to terms with like she is a replicant she doesn't know that you know, he breaks it to her like Santa isn't real yeah like. <laughs> yeah exactly well he does he seems to not care at all yeah. you know he's quite flippant with that he's just like oh you're a robot yeah like, you know what I mean and like um but something happens you know it's almost like a rape scene the sex uh, yeah scene. yeah um and reading through the synopsis like yeah, they make it real explicit. It's like he tries and she she resists, and then he tries more, and then she resists more, and then he he grabs her arms and, yeah, and, it's and he like, like throws her against the wall, yeah, yeah. and she's like, "I want you." I'm saying, "It's like say it again," like <laughs> you know. So he, he's obviously getting um, whatever out of it, but then you know, it flips pretty quickly, and she's like sleeping in his house, and she's like in love with him and stuff like that. So you know, and this could be that like. This could be more that it's like a almost like a, a like a daughter father relationship, you know, because she, for all intents and purposes, she is like four. She has like four or five years of life, mm. you know what I mean? And like, you know, she's Tyrellless at this point, mm. so it needs another control. I don't know, but like, yeah, I think that that's sort of the thing that like exists outside of the film. That's sort of like the meta filmic aspect is he replicant, you know, and it comes up all the time. People are still questioning it because like supposedly in the director's cut his eyes flash red at the end um but i can't even remember seeing that well we can we'll watch 2049 at some stage mm. to be continued but yeah just just to cut this off then yeah i love this film i think it's so you love it i think it's cool. where do you place it in the rankings oh i think it's below brazil because it's not really it's not really saying as much Damn, Brazil came out of nowhere, man. Standing so strong. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think Terry Gilliam has hedged his entire, like, career on that piece of work. Um, where do I put it? I think it's second. I think it's Brazil, then Blade Runner, for me. Nice. It's alliterative as well, you know, it's BB. <laughs> Just put him alphabetically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I loved it. Uh, you know, I thought it was great. All right. Yeah. Happy. 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 Happy.